morning, everybody. Welcome to Jack on Jack on Race. I'm Jack. With me, we have my co-host, Jack. How are you? Uh, this is Jack, and I'm doing well. Excellent. On uh, the sound mic over there, we've got Jack. Hello. And our guest this week, Felipe Arm and Hammer Concha. How are you doing this fine evening? Uh, you know, thank you guys for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Really appreciate the opportunity. Ah, we've got a little Stuart Holden I hear in the voice already, and I'm I'm liking that persona a lot. Well, you know, it was a, it was a good week for the boys. Uh, put a lot out there on the field. Improved to eight and three. I'm proud of uh, Coach Carroll and uh, whole squad fighting through adversity. And uh, I, I I love my team. I love my team. Oh, I see what's going on here. We've got a little Russell Wilson action. Yeah, I'm Russell Wilson. That's that's what's going on. <laughs> you you haven't talked a lot about God or sex with your wife because he loves ah. talking about that. There's yeah. not a more publicly horny quarterback in the NFL than Russell Wilson. Well, yeah. can that be the power rankings next week? The public horniness of all each the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, or just each league member <laughs> public horniness. <laughs> 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 that would be great considering Mitch, you and I haven't met a lot of them. Uh, or at yeah. least I haven't met a lot of them. You can infer, I think. Well, we, we'll do some inf- There's an easy inference. Too, inf- inference. <laughs> yes. Actually, like you, can, you can just see it in Hollis's face <laughs> that he's rearing to go at any time. I think it might be a 12-way like way tie for first place. Well, that would be a, that'd be a virile league <laughs> at the least. This is a fantasy football league slash orgy. Yes. This fantasy football league. Fucks. Emphasis on the fantasy. <laughs> All right, let's get rolling here with the questions, Russell. Uh, you so far are. Don't you talk like Russell Wilson the whole podcast. Can I just say <laughs> Go Hawks. Break Go out Hawks. of character, please. Just not answer any question coherently. So you, I, I would say unanimously are known as the unluckiest member of the Fantasy Football League this year. Um, I, there may be a few league members that would argue with that for one reason or another, but I think at least those of us on the call here can agree that you are by far the unluckiest member of the league. You're five and seven. You're in seventh place out of 12. You have the third most points for with 1384. How are you feeling in this current position that actually has you favored in a pretty good playoff shot at this point. Yeah, it's been a really weird year. Um, started the year with the uh, Miles Sanders got injured, I think like week three, week four, and then Eckler got hurt right around that same time. Um, and so I was very quickly put in the position where I had to decide if I was going to try to just ride out both of their injuries or try to monetize one of them. Um, ended up trading Miles Sanders, which I, I still feel pretty good about. And Eckler finally came back this week. So the good news is, like you said, if the math shakes out the way I think it will, as long as I win this week, I'm in. So I, I actually feel pretty good. Um, but it's been a bizarre year, man. Every, every week that I put up monster points is the week that my opponent puts up like 75 or 80 points and I easily beat them. And then I just have these insane, like, 102 to 104 losses against TA or whoever. Um, but I'm excited to be where I'm at. I'm excited to have a chance at it after having those two guys go down early. Yeah, I mean, there's no better way for the table to shake out for you than how it has. 
I mean, for Drew, you as well, you're in pretty much the same position as Felipe after your monster week last week. It's pretty, I'm actually looking at the table and seeing what position you would have been in had you not scored 150 plus points last week. This would have been a much crazier of a situation for you rather than like for both of you this week, it's basically win and you're in barring anything insane happening. Um, but how psyched are you now, not to just take the top score last week, but to put yourself in, did you, did you realize last week while you were winning by that much that this was the position you'd be in? I knew from like a record standpoint, I was looking at that and I, I think I was already ahead of a couple people on points for at that point. Um, but not by that much. It was more like 20 points ahead. So I kind of knew I was going to, you know, even with the win and the not, not counting that current week's points, I was going to jump them. But that was definitely a huge bonus scoring that much. I'm really glad how the new team performed together this first week after the big trade and everybody seemed to be really firing on all cylinders and gotta love that. Hopefully you can keep that going. Um, I think AJ Brown is doubtful now, which is awesome. So we'll see how that works out. Hopefully Hopkins can have a massive week because he had a couple, couple kind of bummers of weeks. So I feel like he's due for like another like twenty four points or something like that. Why Madison, not? Madison, you mentioned the crazy uh, playoff scenarios and just how packed the middle of the standings are. And I know you wrote something uh, very good. Um, breaking down all of that in our league's newsletter. Yes, our league also has a newsletter and a podcast. So tune in. Yeah. Embrace all the hashtag content. But yeah, can you break down all of that, um, those scenarios, and just how crazy the middle of the league is right now? I can. So technically, mathematically, there's eight teams vying for three playoff spots, which I have never, ever seen before coming down to the last week. That's outrageous. That two-thirds of the league is a question mark going into the last week. And I'm the only one. Well, I guess there's two of us. Myself and Jack Callahan basically are the only two that are out of contention, possibly. But for a couple people, it's win and they're in. So it actually is a lot less interesting if Felipe and Drew win. Um, well, I guess if Jermaine and Chuck win, uh, so it's Felipe versus Jermaine. So basically, if Jermaine wins, he's definitely in because he's got the wins. If Felipe wins, he has the points for, so he's in as well. Chuck, when, he, when and he's in for sure. Drew, win and you're in because you're ahead by so many points, again, with the points for. But there's a little bit more of a controversy with you there because you have a lot less points than Felipe. The interesting ones is that um, – sixth playoff spot because Dambro is in the pole position to get it now. If he beats Jack Callahan, he's in. Uh, TA is on the outside looking in. Hollis is on the outside looking in. So if you, if Jermaine, or excuse me, if Felipe Andrew, you guys both win, then there's these three guys, or excuse me, five guys that are really fighting for that points for tiebreaker because all of them will have the same exact record if Hollis, Dambro, and TA are all able to get wins as well. So now, even if they lose, Chuck and Jermaine need to score points. I don't know. I, don't, I can't think of a scenario in which they wouldn't try to score as many points as possible, obviously, to win because it's pretty one-dimensional as far as the sport goes. But the situation is absolutely outrageous. And I'm kind of enjoying sitting here not caring 
to be honest, for these two weeks and just kind of watching the uh, not being stressed out about this whole situation. I I do think I think Jermaine is going to slip down. I think you're going to beat him, Felipe. I think it's going to be me and him in the in the toilet bowl at the end of the season. He got really unlucky with the Will Fuller thing. I genuinely feel terrible for that because that's oh, yeah. the, that that's the kind of thing. I mean, not that you can predict any injury, but that's just so far out of left field. I actually was and James Connor. James Connor was out this week because of COVID. Yeah. Well, that I mean, I feel like a lot of us got smacked in the face by that. Like Mitch lost Lamar Jackson. I lost Jonathan Taylor. Josh lost J.K. Dobbins. There were guys all over the place. It's just hilarious that that game was played. Especially, I, I remember I saw two back-to-back tweets. One was, barring any positive tests before the game, this game will be played. The test will will commence an hour before the game. They do the test, positive test on the Steelers. They're like, we're going for it. We're still playing, which to me is insane. That you get a positive test, what are the chances that you had a false negative? Probably pretty high with how many guys that you're testing. And you're just going to gonna let it go out there. But I don't well, know. I thought the craziest part to me is that J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram were some of the first players on Baltimore to test positive. And by Wednesday, there were reports coming out that they could play in the game. <laughs> like they tested positive like just like last week i just i cannot see any scenario where that is remotely safe and you've you've seen it all throughout sports and it's not unique to football it's just like it's crazy how cavalier everything's been covid wise those feel like football has been less consistent with it i feel like um at least in the nba bubble well i i don't even think they had any positive cases and that was a bubble so they weren't traveling so i guess it's not apples to apples but it just feels like what's been frustrating for me as a fan not even in fantasy this year is just there's no consistency it's hard to tell is the game going to get delayed is it going to get pushed by a whole week are they just going to keep certain guys out like it just feels like they've kind of been flying by the seat of their pants a little bit i agree it feels like there's been no contingency plan i feel like there's i feel like the nfl and i mean they've they've held it to this to their credit i guess but they've been i think just hoping that they haven't had to cancel any games they've had the luxury so far with having a bye week to be able to shift the bye weeks for different teams when they needed to push the games and then pushing the games to the later days in the week but this was the first time where they would have had to cancel a game so it would have been wiped off the schedule or they would have had to have a week 18 and so it's crazy to me that they didn't have a contingency place contingency plan in place from the beginning for this exact thing to happen which like if i off the top of my head i would have said okay we're going to have a week 18 and a week 19 or something and anytime there's positive tests during the week that game gets immediately supplanted into or either you shift the buy first and then you do the week 18 week 19 but they've just been flying fingers crossed that they don't have to do that because i don't think they know what they're going to do hence why they struggled so much to play this Steelers Ravens game against all signs pointing to we shouldn't do this from a fantasy perspective too it's going to be crazy in the playoffs when some of these outbreaks come out come out and you're you're thinking like and it's going to get worse oh, yeah, yeah like there's a very good chance in three weeks that there's a game gets canceled and that's the championship week and you're like okay now all of a sudden you know whoever Dalvin Cook or Kamara or you know like somebody like that's a major player on probably somebody that's in a championship push is now doesn't have their star first round pick. That's huge fantasy implications. Exactly. And we kind of knew that going into the year that that was a potential possibility. Um, 
they haven't flexed any games to week 18, like Madison mentioned before, which, you know, like we said, it's kind of cavalier and whatnot. And let's just hope that they're not doing that late in the season for our purposes, but just acknowledge that there's a very reasonable chance that that is a possibility. Yeah. I'm, I'm just scared that, I mean, you can't, there's nothing you can do if three of your guys get axed in the last game of the season and you lose or you, I would feel almost worse if I was in like the championship game and the other guy had half his lineup gone and I wasn't touched and I won. I mean, great. You won, but not that there's any sort of asterisk because it's fantasy football. No one gives it. It's we're all playing by the same chances here. It could just as easily happen to you, but it just is kind of a shitty feeling winning on such a weird, not, I don't know. You didn't, you didn't do anything. You just had guys that happened to be on red instead of black that week, you know? And you didn't do anything to disprove your chances. Like I know like sometimes like you can make a trade and you can look back and think like, Oh, my reasoning for making that trade was poor. And I probably have to rethink that in the, in the future when you have guys just acts because of, you know, COVID um, they have to go into a quarantine due to like close contacts or, or whatnot. That's just like, it's similar to the Will Fuller situation. Like no one can predict that or mm. even pretend did to predict see, that. Did you see well, Brian Drew. Cushing though? Yeah. Brian Cushing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> That is super funny. Have you seen the video of him, the mic'd up? It's like a four minute long video. Cushing? Yeah. Of him mic'd up. I'll send it out. It's eye opening, I guess. (laughs) Is he just roid raging the whole time? He's wild. He, and like it it ends with him headbutting a guy. He, (laughs) there's like a pick. And so he's running down and decks one of the O-linemen on the other team. And the O-lineman gets up and shoves him. And he turns around and takes his helmet off and then headbutts the other guy's helmet. Oh, wow. And, like, has a bloody face and, like, yeah, he's just – he's nuts. And That's then, even dumber than the guys who try to get in fist fights. Like, what the hell are you doing? You're going to break your hand. Put helmets on. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. Like, the, who was the guy, like, three weeks ago? who shoved the cornerback and the cornerback just looked at him and then he punched him in the face. Yeah. Random wide receiver on the bears. Yeah. Yeah. People will just see red and they don't even think about the consequences. They're just, why not? Like, let me throw a punch at this like big old hard plastic helmet or it's not obviously plastic, but (laughs) punching a wall. I know. You're going to break your hand. We mentioned the COVID stuff. I'm curious to, uh, do you have COVID? (laughs) (laughs) You look really piss poor right now. You said you had a positive test for something. Was that COVID or syphilis? I can't remember. There's something sickly about your appearance. <laughs> no, Are you eating up- enough vegetables? <laughs> Thanks, Mom. No, in the lead-up to uh, the Raven-Steelers game, how nerve-wracking was just looking at all the news reports and knowing that you needed that game to play and Deontay Johnson to score four or five points or whatever he needed to uh, keep you in the playoff hunt. It was a roller coaster of a week for me. I <clears throat> started out the Wednesday prior when I uh, picked up Marvin Jones off the waiver wire. Took a look at the uh, Houston pass defense, and I said, I think I want to ride with this guy in my flex. So I started him and Carryon Johnson uh, in the Thanksgiving game, neither of which – Most dangerous Lions players you could choose. Yeah, yeah the, the, the two yeah. most threatening guys on the Lions, neither of which scored a touchdown. Neither really did anything for me, to be honest. Uh, and then, like, Friday or Saturday, they, they, announced, they announced that Eckler is back. 
I didn't have space for him in my lineup, so I watched him put up like 18 points. Well, technically you did. Well, yeah. I could have subbed out James Robinson. Yeah, him. but that would be silly. That's that like a silly. it's like a coin flip at that point. Yeah. Um, so I got to watch him rack up the points. And then the, the other guy taking up the spot was Deontay Johnson in this game, which at that point was scheduled to be played on Tuesday. Um, so then fast forward to Monday night when Dambro had Lockett going, um, who, as we all know, you know, big boomer bust guy. He's, he's really either going to put up like a 35 <laughs> burger on you or like a three burger. Uh, fortunately for me, he put up a three burger, which really was a blessing because I was watching that entire Hawks game, just waiting for him to get that like 65 yard bomb that he always seems to get, uh, when he's playing against me in fantasy. And then, and then the game gets moved from Tuesday to Wednesday. And at that point, I was already just envisioning it getting canceled. And that was going to be the end of my fantasy season. Uh, and then I was just refreshing the Steelers beat writer Twitter feed all day Wednesday morning. Game kicks off. I'm ready for Deontay to, like, get concussed in the first quarter and leave with zero points. And uh, lo and behold, I think he gave me, like, a clean eight points. And that pushed me over the edge. But never have I been so interested in – a Steelers beat writer uh, Twitter feed as I was on that Wednesday morning. Didn't Deontay like fumble late in the game, like on the last drive, but it went out of bounds. Yeah. He's not very good. Um, I started <laughs> I realizing that. I watch him more. I like he's that made it really close. Yeah, he's very fast, uh, but he doesn't really catch the ball that well. So I'm probably not going to draft him next year. Um, but for now, he's a proud member of Team Concha, and he's going to stay that way because the trade deadline already passed. You could drop him. <laughs> I, I guess I could drop him. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Just I'm sure there's worse players. players. Did you guys watch the end of that game when um, Roethlisberger threw it up to James Washington? No. Between, like, three Ravens defenders. I think they went for it on fourth down. They got the conversion. Roethlisberger throws it up to Washington. He just rips it down. And uh, was it Chris Collinsworth and, and Michaels doing the game? It was. Yeah, Collinsworth. Yeah, now here's a guy that. For like eight minutes, he went on about how good uh, James Washington's hands were. And they like ran a couple plays after, like just running the ball, killing clock. And Collinsworth just brought it up unannounced again. He was like, oh, man. I mean, that's the guy with hands. And Michaels, even Michaels was like, you still talking about Washington? <laughs> That guy has two catches for nine yards. And you... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what Steelers receiver I'm going to draft next year? Yeah, seriously. The fourth guy. Juju Smith-Schuster. Although Schuster is a free agent, right? Yeah, it seems like they're going to move on from him, which is interesting. Um, yeah. What if AB goes back? I don't think – I think that ship has sailed. I think that was such a sour end to his, his tenure. You would imagine. So, can we talk Antonio Brown for a second? Yeah, of course. So, who thought he was going to be like a – let's see. On a scale, let's do an easy scale of one, two, and three. One being he's going to be a total bust. Two is he's going to be a middling guy. And three, he's going to be A, B again. Where were you guys on the spectrum before he played his first game in Tampa Bay? Considering I picked him off off the waiver wire, I thought he was going to be in the, like in between in the like kind of middle of the pack and like peak AB. I thought he'd be a really productive player some weeks, um, some weeks not as productive, but figured he'd be a good fit in Tampa's offense with with Brady. And Brady obviously seems to like him a lot and has this weird like um, affection for him. 
considering Antonio Brown was like a objectively pretty flawed person. I think we can all agree. Um, but I, I just kind of thought there was some upside there and I traded him twice because I didn't really want to have the risk of Antonio Brown doing something weird and getting released in like two weeks. So I was, I was fine, like kind of trading away that upside, but I thought there was some decent upside there. Drew, where were you at? I was like very like solidly a two. Like, I mean, like he's one of the more talented wide receivers in the league. So like, there's always the, he could be Antonio Brown from three years ago, but I feel like you see a lot of guys that kind of are in and out and in and out and you lose that kind of consistency. I feel like, I think, you know, there's already so much turnover with players in the NFL and it's so hard to have like a, a long career where you're like week in week out, you know, playing very, very well that if you start missing time, I mean, you even see with like, like Le'Veon Bell was like the best running back in the national football league, took a year off, has not reached that point again. You know, you talk about like Josh Gordon was another great wide receiver. And then you see like Antonio Brown, I think a lot of those guys that kind of come in and out, it seems like, I don't know if it's a fitness thing, if it's just like a, a mentality, you know, thing that is missing, but I was never super hot on him coming back. I feel like he's one of those, it's, you know, it's a big name. You want that kind of spark to be there, but I, yeah, I, I wasn't betting I on him to, like blow everybody away yeah Felipe I was I was like a 2.5 or a 3 I was much higher on him actually I I felt like that almost stopped our Mike Evans trade in the dirt it did yeah I I was actively um and even after you traded me Mike Evans as we got to the deadline I was trying to trade away Mike Evans because I thought the AB was going to take all his touches I I, I kept thinking about and I was probably over-indexing to this, but I was thinking about the, the I think, one Pats game that he played with Brady, where I think he scored, like, one or two touchdowns and looked great. Um, I was thinking about the Randy Moss resurgence. You know, Randy Moss went to the Pats really late in his career and kind of had a renaissance when he was, I think, older than A.B. is now. A.B.'s only um, 32, I think. Um, I just really felt like going to play in that system with Brady, with Bruce Arians, it was going to be a good spot for him. Um, and also Brady seems to me like the kind of guy that he puts a lot of stock in like whether he trusts his receivers in a big moment. And so I kind of felt like when it really came down to it, like he was going to trust AB more than, um, and he was going to trust Gronk more than like a Chris Godwin or um, some of the other guys on that team, but it, it just has not found it, panned out at all. Um, I don't know. I still think it was a smart pickup for the box. I think it was a smart pickup in fantasy too by Josh. Um, but the guy's not that old yet. And I, I don't know, he clearly has a ton of issues off the field, but I still think from a pure talent perspective, he's probably like one of the, I don't know, best 20 receivers in the league, something like that, which is pretty valuable if you can get it for cheap. My clip on bow tie has come undone. Ooh, scandalous. I'm trying to fix it. And but for our listeners that can't see us, uh, in an act of solidarity with our guest who um Mitch and Jack have lost a lot of respect from the podcast for not dressing up last week when they were uh specifically instructed to. Felipe has shown up as dressed as Russell Wilson. Um in an act of solidarity, I've worn a bow tie and Drew has worn a Steve Jobs turtleneck. Um Josh Oh, I wasn't is- dressing up. This is just what I normally wear around the house. On a Thursday. 
Yeah, I'm not wearing pants though. Oh, that's it's like exciting. a Winnie the Pooh kind of situation. Ooh, or Paddington. That would be I mean, any kind great. of any kind of cartoon bear. You should do that for Halloween. Just go red crop top, nothing on the bottom, and nothing a giant on the jar of honey. Drew and I have our Halloween costume for next Halloween. By the way, should we share or should we make it a surprise? Well, I think about like three people are gonna know what it is. Yeah, I doubt anybody will. But <laughs> can well, can I can I throw out an Antonio Brown stat before we move on from from AB? Does is Josh, it we're talking about Halloween costumes now? Yeah. Come on, dude. Well, I know that, but I want to interject. Are you trying? Are you trying to Wrong dress up podcast. as Antonio Brown? Because yeah. that's not acceptable. You can't do that, Josh. We're Get on a fantasy this. football co- podcast if you want to talk about your shit. We're talking about costumes and dressing up. Okay, Dad. Sorry. What is it? What's the stat? So Antonio Brown has 23 targets since he uh, joined the Tampa Bay Bucks. Guess how many of those are in the red zone? How many games? I think he's played four, but I could be wrong. It's a lot of six targets a game. In the red zone? Yeah, he's gotten a lot of targets. He's he's had some games with double-digit targets with Brady. Yeah, but their red zone options are Gronk and Mike Evans. I'm going to say two. I'm going to say zero. Zero. Four. It's one. Wow. Ah, Felipe. So that's, that just speaks to, yeah, that speaks to um, what, what Drew said about Evans being, and Gronk being, like, the only red zone options. So, interesting situation in, in, uh, in Tampa. Yeah, it's and Evans has panned out more for you than Miles Sanders has for me. I thought I nailed you in that trade, but I think you have reaped the benefits from that trade a lot more than I have, especially yeah. with the T. Higgins situation with Burroughs ACL. Or entire yeah, Madison, you've had like the worst luck of not your players getting injured, but just significant the players, players. On <laughs> Carson team. Wentz being terrible Carson and, Wentz is terrible yeah. <laughs> Dax is out for the year Burrow's out for the year and now all of a sudden like your entire team is like yeah like my team is fine <laughs> yeah, all like, the guys are healthy <laughs> it's but it's not even Wentz that's problem with Sanders is they don't use him correctly like he could so be weird. like that you know like take 80 percent of the snaps like 90 percent of the targets and touches and just be the workhorse back but they just mix in Boston Scott they mix in Corey Clement <laughs> They just Austin's do weird, guy. weird, weird stuff. Um, and it yeah. just it doesn't make sense. I mean, they draft this guy in the second round for a reason, you think, and they just don't use him like it. It's just so yeah. frustrating when NFL offenses. And I know, like, we're obviously not as smart as NFL offensive coordinators, or at least I think the majority, but um, it's pretty amazing when they misuse players um, so obviously like that, it seems. Yep, I'm with you. All right, let's go to, break, huh? to our sponsors. Sponsors. Hey Blake, have you heard of Tushy? Tushy? What's Tushy? Tushy. Like Tushy the anal? No, 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 not that kind of Tushy. Tushy as in, hello Tushy. Oh, oh yeah, okay. no, my dad has a Tushy. Yeah, you have a Tushy too, don't you, Shay? Yeah, my Tushy's great. Show us your Tushy. <laughs> I want to see your Tushy too. No, I meant we meant Tushy bidet. Tushy is the modern and affordable bidet attachment that cleans your butt with a precise stream of fresh water after you poop way better than toilet paper. Yeah, okay, that one needs a tissue right now. Uh, uh, but no. I was, <laughs> no, 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 okay, bye. Tushy. Tushy. Please, wait, no. It's only $79, you can get your own tushy. Please don't poop in my bathroom. Ooh, tushy. <laughs> Welcome back to Jack on Jack on Race. We're talking election results, and we're talking a lot of them. Felipe, you have some heavy thoughts on why this election is totally fraudulent. 
talk us into the reasoning behind that. Show us your birth certificate. <laughs> Put it on record so that we can replay this 20 years down the road when you're running for political office. Oh, that'd be fun. He's, should we, can, I, do you think people think he's from Colombia? That'd be fun. Felipe? I, yeah. Or Trump? I, I don't think they do. <laughs> I, I don't think that people. Yes. People think Donald Trump was born in Bogota, Colombia. <laughs> he's a deeply Colombian man. <laughs> <laughs> excited to move back to Cartagena. We'll I doubt I doubt any of the league members know what state you were born in. What minus state the, I was born in? Yeah, minus the ones here. Yeah. Or probably Jack Callahan as well. Yeah, so I was born they in Florida. Have states in Colombia? <laughs> yes, there he is. Um, if you were born in if you're born in Florida, how have you not joined Hollis and hashtag #finsup fandom? Or me in the Gardner Minshew mania, man. Yeah. So you may not remember this, but I Gardner Minshew was my starting quarterback for like five weeks. That was another piece of bad luck I had. He like got injured somehow. Uh, and then I moved on to the herb, man. Um, Pretty solid yeah. player to move on to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gone okay. Dude, I watched a couple of Jags games back when I had both Minshew – and James Robinson, and I had Keelan Cole Sr. on my team for a while, too. Um, they're really bad. They're super bad at football. I know they're, they don't have the worst record in the league, but their defense is terrible. The offense is one-dimensional. The Dolphins are actually pretty exciting, but I don't like what they did to Fitzpatrick. I think they should have let him finish out the year. He's playing was, now. Yeah, he's back, but they shouldn't have benched him in the first place. I thought he was doing an awesome job, and he seems like a good guy in the locker room, and I thought that yeah. was a little bit cold to – to get him out of there the way they did. And I think they kind of rushed Tua in there too. I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in if you can't afford to sit the rookie, um, you should sit them. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not rooting for he any. He says uh, as he's sports, wearing sports a rookie's jersey that started and won his job in training camp. Well, yeah, that was because the other option was Matt Tarvaris. Flynn. Was it Matt? Who was Tarvaris Matt Jackson? Matt no, it was Flynn. Matt Flynn. We we had a big Matt money Flynn. trade because he was studying under Rogers. He was going to be like the Rogers, like Rogers was to Favre. He was going to be like the the protege, and then he never played a game. They gave him yeah. a big, big free agent contract. He came in, got beat by Russ. But if you had Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Seahawks back then, I mean, he might still be starting today. <laughs> you you know what that why they did that though with with Tua though is because they want to see what they have with with Tua before they go into this draft that is just loaded with QB prospects. Yeah, one of the but what but drafts. but play that out like let's say Tua plays poorly for three games mm-hmm. is that really going to change the direction of your franchise so much that you decide you want to draft I don't know Trevor it, Lawrence some other quarterback that seems they ridiculous. need to see they need to see enough from Tua to decide okay, we want to stick with him over someone like Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance and or just go the opposite direction and just draft one of those guys. But that just seems silly. To, like, if you need an additional two, three games to decide whether the guy's good or not, then maybe you shouldn't have drafted him in the first place. Well, but it's a, it's a sunk cost. You can't go back, you know? So you might as well prove yeah. out your asset here and try to learn a little bit more about it. And yeah, but I think yeah, I think what Felipe is saying though is that that's not the best way to determine his effectiveness because you could have a great quarterback that had a terrible rookie season. I mean, you see that a lot with like 
like you have people that have great r- rookie seasons and then terrible others like the like Carson Wentz is playing terrible now but he had a great yeah, rookie RG3. season. Well, yeah, I mean he got hurt like that's kind of different but I think you there's like what Felipe is saying is you like you toss him in for three games and you're like okay that's what we're making our decision off of is like is that really Yeah, but it it's not supposed to wouldn't you mean? rather that than zero games? Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be three games. I mean, they switched them after the bye week, which gives them at least eight or nine. I mean, I'm not saying that's considerably better, but that's, I think, a good enough sample size to understand. Is this guy progressing? Is this guy picking up the intricacies of the NFL? Is this guy going to score me a lot of fantasy points? I mean, that's what we're <laughs> in the end, but yeah. Right. <laughs> I just think at some point you have to decide that the most important thing is to win games. And Fitzpatrick was doing a good job winning games. Well, their defense was doing a good job of winning games. Their defense had a lot to do with that. I agree. But I just feel like if you can afford to sit the guy and keep him healthy, that's another thing, too. Like, two has already had health concerns, and you're just putting him out there um, when you have this great alternative option. I don't know. If I was a GM, I would definitely try to opt for patience. But I know it's easy to say that when your job isn't on the line. You're not getting pressure from ownership, maybe, to be starting that um, token rookie. But also on the flip side, if you are truly committed to Tua, don't you want to get him the most development possible and the most games possible to begin with? Like, let's prep this guy, give him eight or nine games of action so that we're not just going into the offseason going, you played 15 minutes of NFL football your first season, but you watched a lot of tape, you learned from Fitzpatrick. No, you were in there taking the hits, understanding the offense, figuring it out. Let's build on that in the offseason. Yeah, that's true. But I do think that Fitzpatrick, I mean, he's been on a bunch of different teams. By all accounts, he's a good dude in the locker room. Like, he's a good guy to learn from. I, I think there is value in having that mentor around. Um, although, I don't know. Like, you hear different things about the Rodgers-Favre relationship, but that wasn't the best relationship either. And Rodgers came out totally fine after it. So, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm putting too much value on, on the time spent sitting and watching somebody else do it. But... Um, I would just I would hate to see him get hurt this year and uh, re-aggravate whatever it was he had in college and have the Dolphins look back and know that they could have been starting Fitzpatrick the whole year. Yeah, I mean not to harp on the whole QB on this this whole random Dolphins contingent we went on, but if the Rogers situation didn't happen, would we be saying the same thing about that? mentor mentee relationship because like i'm looking at like a garoppolo or something exact same situation and he's like he's fine you know he's not rogers he's okay he's in an offense that just runs the ball like crazy he threw four passes in a playoff game like that's a and obviously that's just one data point but that's the exact same situation in my opinion with an even better quarterback in brady that not that same outcome happened. So I can't really think of a lot of other situations where a guy sat for an extended period of time behind a, an excellent quarterback, but I don't know. And it, we, I think as far as, especially quarterbacks go, absolutely anything can happen in the NFL. Random guys have panned out. Some of the best guys who've been drafted first have stole, started selling drugs to the league and gotten kicked out the second year they were in there. And so, Anything can happen, but I, let's stop I, talking about the election. No, let's I'm going to talk on to the lightning round. I want to talk about the election. I think the narrative right. that QBs have to sit is, is really overrated by the Rogers situation. I think, I think that 
people just think about how well that worked out and they ignore the fact that Rodgers was projected to go number two or number three in that draft and inexplicably slipped to like 23 where a team with a a winning record and established quarterback picked him. I think that's just a unique scenario. Um, It has nothing to do with fantasy football, obviously, but I I always thought that was an interesting observation where, where people really like to harp on the fact that Rodgers sat for two or three years and try to like make it this like, uh, like blueprint for all quarterbacks to follow. I just think it's not really feasible for franchise building. And I say that as a team or as a fan of a team that drafted a quarterback that's going to sit for two years under Aaron Rodgers after they did it with Aaron Rodgers. So, you know. Sweet. Lightning. Quarterback was Drew. Congratulations. Felipe, how much wow. do you love James Robinson before we get to the, the lightning round? He's been good. I, I, I haven't watched the Jags game since like, before <laughs> because I got so sick of them but he's been good I mean he comes up on red zone and he just scores the most ridiculous touchdowns did you see the one this week that he scored where his yes. entire offensive line pushed him into the end zone oh yeah yeah that was great oh, they just like picked him isn't up isn't that isn't that illegal it, it is definitely yeah. illegal. illegal it is illegal yeah. is that only illegal in college or is it is no it's it still illegal, illegal in the NFL yeah okay because they never illegal. call that never they get, yeah, no, oh, just not get, at all do you, it looked like the Inglewood uh Inglewood junior high nights out there it was amazing Amua. I'm, I'm a little scared he's going to like he's, – he's not going to play very long in this league, though, because he gets like 50 touches a game and just gets the shit kicked out of him. But for uh, now – Todd Doherty, if you're, if you're listening to this, I should have got more carries than Dylan Cramp, but, you know. Wow. This is what it is. Speaking of carries, I have a crazy James Robinson stat for you guys. So, James Robinson has 194 attempts this year. Other Jacksonville running backs have seven. What? That's like the craziest snap share – of all or uh touches share of of all time yeah especially in the modern age where teams like to rotate backs in and out so much the fact that you landed on this undrafted free agent rookie that just the jacksonville jaguars decided like hey take every carry for us this year you are maurice jones getting like good everything yeah see for for all the unluckiness you've had this year that was probably and I wouldn't even call it luck because it's just smart. It's smart to pick up guys like that. But that has been the most fortuitous thing insane. you've done this year. That was well, probably that the best pick up of the year. That and it the like, Urban. It was like picking up uh, Alvin Kamara, what, two years ago? Or three years ago? Yeah. There's one guy every year, man. Like week three or four, I think, a couple years ago. Who was he playing behind? Uh, Mark, Mark Ingram. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mark right. Ingram. And yeah, then they, they were splitting. A, they were and split they were, backfields. And they dominated together. Like, you could oh, yeah. start both of them very yeah. easily, and they were yeah. still, like, putting up double-digit yeah. points. It's basically like how Chubb and Kareem Hunt are, are nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, more, it was a lot It was a lot more like Gordon and Eckler, though, in the way that they played. True, true. Yeah. Uh, you get those situations, though, where two or even three sometimes guys are fantasy viable um, in one backfield, which is always nice. Gives you more options. Can't complain. Like Especially Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Shout out to anyone who. Real one-two punch. DJ According to Dallas. Pete Carroll. Carlos Hyde, third down back. You got to love it. Great hands <laughs> out, of that, out of that man. <laughs> Lightning round? Lightning round. You want to ask the questions again? Damn it. Let me do it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to ask the questions. All right. Felipe, favorite pancake type? 
Chocolate chip. <laughs> Favorite type We're of not. syrup. Favorite not type working. No. <laughs> Go ahead, Felipe. Favorite type of what? Syrup. Oh. Uh, syrup. I don't know. Regular? Are there other kinds of syrup? What? Regular. I don't <laughs> know. Maple? <laughs> what? How about... Do you like anything on your pancakes besides syrup as like a garnish or no, a topping? No, butter. No. Butter? What do you guys put on yours? Strawberries? Uh, yeah, no. whipped cream sometimes. If no. I'm at, like, Peanut butter. <laughs> None of that. That was so loud. What? <laughs> Drew, you sound, like, uh, you sound like Iron Man. <laughs> Is this gonna? Uh, is this gonna turn good. into a Black Sabbath concert? What is going on? <laughs> what happened? Is it really loud now? No, it was. That was a good sound. <laughs> you just yelled peanut butter into the mic. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's got to be the the outro, just on repeat. You sound like Kraft Punk. <laughs> wow, that's gotta that's gotta be my team name at one point. This <laughs> What's up, guys? It's me. Craft punk <laughs> you change your team name like three times a week so it's bound to happen at some point i do right now it's i don't even care and the african kids are my uh <laughs> my picture and they're just jamming of course <laughs> felipe who is the luckiest member of the league this year um chuck seems pretty lucky because i don't think he knew that he was in a fantasy football league until like five weeks ago and now he's about to make the playoffs <laughs> I have more points than Chuck. Isn't that fun? That is fun. <laughs> Fantasy football is a cruel mistress. It is. Doing it under. I did it. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not getting it. <laughs> sure. Do I need to do the thunder, Madison? Just... I don't know. I'm just. I'm doing the same thing you do. You put it up to the the, the computer and it makes. Sure, this noise. is what it looks like and sounds like to us. <laughs> All right, hold on. <laughs> that was good. All right. Can you hear this? It was okay. It was okay. It was a little quiet. That's terrible. Right. Is that, what is that, is, how does that compare to mine? Because, like, that sounded, like, <laughs> quiet, but, Absolute like, okay. garbage. Peanut I mean. <laughs> <Eat it> butter! <laughs> Felipe, what is your favorite Chumbawamba song? Do they have any other ones besides that one? Oh, it did knock down. That song. No, is keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I get knocked down. <laughs> Excellent. That was a good one. Good job, Drew. That was a good one. All right, you have the you have the number one overall pick next year. Who are you picking? You don't actually, but fictitiously. I get the number one pick next year. Theoretically. Hypothetically. It might be James Robinson. Damn. <laughs> that is crazy. Nice. Drew, two in a row. That was a good All one, Drew. Right. You have the last pick of the draft next year. Who do you pick? Not the 12th. You have the last pick of the 16th <laughs> round. Who do you pick? I mean, if you're still there, James Robinson, for sure. <laughs> 
if he's gone, James it's a Washington. big if. Who? James Washington? James Washington. He's got great hands. <laughs> he's got great, great. hands. Yes. David Luiz? That's a question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The last game, he almost killed a guy and then continued to play with blood all over his face. <laughs> I never watched I that David one. Luiz. <laughs> it was terrible. He went full on into uh, the Wolves striker. Yeah, he torpedoed. Oh, he got injured, Raul. right? He broke he his skull. With an he, broke he had to have skull? skull like surgery. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it was man. Really bad. It was really it's a scary. sickening, cr- like you can hear the crunch. It was like he, like Luis torpedoed his head, like trying to head a ball and just like clocked Jimenez in the side of the face. And you can hear his skull. Like it's like a wet thud. And you're like That's that. Really and he just does not move. It's not good. Uh-huh. That's terrible. Yes. All what, right. would you, what would you do if you were Goodell? <laughs> Just in, in, in general, in the world? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, I would call Adam Silver and ask for some advice on how to run a league during COVID. It's a good idea. Oh, called out. Do you think he gets booed, like, at the supermarket? <laughs> yes, I think he has, for sure. Yeah. He's- I, I don't think so. You think some guy is like shopping for K pods and sees Goodell and puts down his stuff and booze him? Dude, some people have no self awareness. <laughs> I would do that. You're buying their favorite food. <laughs> some people suck. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> He's like, I have no self awareness. So, <laughs> and I won't respond to your text messages. <laughs> I don't think Goodell's gone to a supermarket since like. 2011. Yeah, he definitely gets that's probably true. dropped off by a personal assistant, probably. This is all fair. All right, we're getting there. We're getting there. Felipe, boxers or briefs? Boxers. Although I applaud I applaud Maddie on them making the adult transition to briefs, but I think I'm still probably a few years away from that. Is so is I've got adult transition I, though? I've got a few things to say, if you don't mind. Yeah, keep, keep going. So I originally liked the open air of the boxers and the hole because, as one knows, I am somebody who uses the hole like a sensible adult and doesn't open my belt, undo the button, unzip my pants, pull down to go at the urinal like all of you buffoons. And apparently most of the world, because we've asked a lot of men this question and it's about 80-20, those who do that rather than use the sensible hole when they're wearing a belt. I've switched to your side. It's great. It's It's way faster. How much faster is it? Well, it's just easier when you're, when you're not having to take off your belt. Like if I'm not wearing a belt, then I'll, I'll just, you know, do it the old fashioned. 100%. So I've had to switch. Dude, If I have to spend another half a minute trying to find my penis when I'm just like fishing around through like the the fly hole, it's, it's not, it's just a waste of time, man. How cavernous is that? Everything down down to the ground. Everything down to the ground, shirts up, and just peeps straight forward. It's not that hard. Shirt off. <laughs> At least like high school, we call it the cam hunt. But <laughs> well, Would he go down to the ankles? Yeah. 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 He, there's probably some questionable like sexual offenses that he might have 
committed in high school, but oh, like two other men in like like the, I mean like those are like underage kids. Like I don't think you can just be doing that in school. <laughs> like I'm just saying, like that's like public indecency and other kind of things. But you know, when, Drew, when did you get so prude? I remember the days when you used buckets for just your own <laughs> own damn business. <laughs> I remember. Oh, go on, you Josh. Used to go just on. use golf balls. <laughs> But back to the briefs. They're very comfortable. <laughs> They're containing, but they don't have a hole, which is frustrating. Some do, though. Like, they don't have, like, the, you know, it's not super easy. Well, I'm not going to take the time to worm through that little, like, fucking asteroid so why, belt. Why did, why did you make the switch? Uh, the, just the general comfort. I'm not peeing very often throughout the day, and I'm wearing them constantly. Mm-hmm. So as far as the percentage of time goes... I'm going to take the extra few seconds to pull down for the all-day comfort. See, that's where, that's where Felipe, I think, really struggles to get on your yeah, same level. Felipe's always peeing. He yeah. is. That's As true. we all know. Yeah, I, I pee constantly, and I only sometimes wear the underwear. So I'm actually the exact <laughs> inverse of you. You only put them on to pee, and then they get yeah, removed that's right. again. That's right. Uh, yes. So I think I'm going to stay with boxers until probably my 40s. Why? So what? What? My life. What will uh, usher on the the transition? Probably when I have a child. I just, well, okay. So what? Sorry. <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is the question we needed. Uh, I just want to have something different for them. I, I want to have <laughs> them have something Some, to aspire to. Something different <laughs> for them? Yeah. I want them what, to be like, what does oh. having a kid entail to you? <laughs> Because it sounds as though they're doing an awful lot of time looking at you okay, in your stop undergarments. It, stop. Felipe wants to give his children a great childhood. <laughs> wants to give them a nice a, house. A brief, a brief, full childhood. You know, Are you passing down your boxers and you need to then move on to briefs? Uh, maybe, maybe. All right. It's like a box of baseball cards. You're like, I used to, <laughs> I used to love these when I was younger, and now it's for you. <laughs> I wore this pair at the 2012 Relay for Life. <laughs> Stayed up all night. What's going on in the background there? We have a guest you appearing. Hearing him? He's downstairs. <laughs> yeah, we hear him. New. Oh, I'm sorry. He sounds New like he's Courtney. trapped in Courtney the probably just got home. Uh, all right. Something is trapped Hold in the sounds of the lands. Bunker. Nice. Those guys good. Who's the most bitter member of the league? Um, TA. TA gets very bitter. He does. He gets very angry. He's hurled Pat- some insults at me that <laughs> haven't, <laughs> cri- haven't quite crossed the line, but he's getting there. <laughs> Did we do it? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Can we I can't just tell. I can't tell if I miss Drew doing it or I we just it hasn't been done yet. Sorry. Good. How, Go ahead. how do you get your pants so tight, Felipe? What? <laughs> <laughs> On my body? I guess. I didn't write the question, so <laughs> don't shoot the message. You, you, you know what it means. <laughs> you wrote the question. No. <laughs> you know what it means. Using a sentence. Um, I, I don't know. I like my like. Pants. Do you buy them that tight? Do you get them tailored? Do you just have very thick legs? Like, why are they so tight? All, 
all three, all of the above. Okay. The Holy Trinity. Who's your daddy? Uh, his name is Dwight. Uh, Dwight Ferguson. He uh, grew up in Cleveland. He attended Ohio University. And then he was going to go into law school. But instead, he went to go work at Procter & Gamble. Uh, then he went to work at Chiquita Brand. <laughs> Um, and then he went to go. <laughs> that, that's my daddy. You're done. <laughs> wow. <laughs> who who wins the league? It's all this true. <laughs> I want to fuck your husband. I'm Ron Burgundy. True, we cannot ever hear that one. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I just read what's on the sheet. I just read what's on the sheet. Drew, there's a uh <laughs> Drew, there's a Mike Breen bang two second clip on YouTube. Can you locate that please? Bang. <laughs> uh Felipe, who wins the league this year? Uh, I actually think I'm going to win. Uh, I think wow. I, yeah, if I was betting, I would bet on myself. Eckler's back. Ridley is getting healthy. I think I'm going to win. Yeah. Damn. Respect. I don't think you're going to win, but that is, that is a bold claim. And I appreciate your, uh, your boldness there. If it's not me, it's Josh. Dr. Wolf thinks I got an outside shot or it would be yeah. a good story. So thanks, Dr. Love. Who do you think is going to lose the league? Um, I think Jermaine. If, if Jermaine slips into the loser bracket, I really worry about his team because he's had some really bad luck and it's not shaping up too well for him. I think he's one of my only shots. I think Hollis traded himself into a pretty good position with the Kamara trade. Yeah, apparently Swift is um, reeling from his concussion. Like, it's not a... Not a oh, done like deal that he's going to come back this year. Oh, oh wow. damn. And they're uh, out of playoff contention, right? Or close to it? They might yeah. as well be. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they cleaned house and they fired Patricia. And, yeah. Uh, which is interesting for fantasy, how they, they might use guys differently um, without that weird coach front office duo. But Yeah, what if Stafford starts exploding? Yeah. Although can... I'm entering the reason I traded for Tannehill, which is this gorgeous, silky smooth playoff run. <laughs> He's His got amazing schedule guy. is pristine, really. It's amazing. It's it's one of the best. And a lot yeah. of the past defenses he's supposed to face have gotten a lot worse throughout the year or oh, yeah. even gotten better. So it's very just excited. very great. It's a good scenario for you. So congratulations. Thanks, Dad. You, you, might just get, you might just get it done in week 15, honestly. That would be such a relief to not have to play in week 16, but I am definitely going to have to play in week 16. <laughs> who, who are you most likely going to play in week 15 based on – on your projections um well to be honest with you i have no idea because it's just such a shit show up there that i'll probably end up playing so my guess is the losers bracket is me jack callahan hollis ta jermaine and chuck that's who i guess is going to be in the playoffs 
So, so you Chuck, think me, Felipe, and Dambro are making it? You, Felipe, and Dambro make the playoffs, I think. So my guess is me and Jack get a first-round bye, or me, Jack, me and Hollis, one of, one of the combination of us. Um, and then, I don't know, it could be anybody. I'm, I have to play the best seed that loses, whoever it is. So... I mean, honestly, at that point, I'm fine with anybody. Like, I might get Chuck, which would be pretty great. I feel pretty good playing against this team. Um, I like my team, but I just have yet to put it together. So, we will – I like your team, too. And Chuck just put up, what, like 68 points? Yeah. I just have had this – like, I just get flashbacks to last year's playoffs where everybody just, like, was doing so badly and then just railed on me in the playoffs. Yeah. That, yeah, me. Both me. of you did, I think, yeah. My team was – terrible like yes i think it's worse than any team that's in the league this year yeah and i somehow did not lose you roasted me too you scored like 120 points or something whoa 120 points (laughs) for the losers bracket that's pretty damn good (laughs) it's it's okay it's okay shut the fuck up josh (laughs) (laughs) i'm dealing with some shit over here i could use some support from you not all of us can be lucky members of the league, Josh. You lucky bastard. Who are you guys gonna root for? You're just you're just riding luck, Josh. It's all luck, man. Yeah. I mean, who between Josh do you want to win if it comes down to us? You and Josh. Mm-hmm. Oh, you for sure, just because of the redemption story. Fuck off. Also, fuck he just you he you want to talk about redemption stories? I started the league <laughs> one and two. Traded for Nick Chubb. I got four lucky goddamn wins in a row. <laughs> you think I want to be starting Naheem Hines? I'm doing it, though. I traded for him. <laughs> and I traded away my other only usable running back. Josh, uh, I think this is an opportune time to uh, tell the world about uh, James Robinson's other team this year. Little known fact of the league. I think this has been mentioned. It's been brought up multiple times. Okay. (laughs) But please, please. Wouldn't hurt to mention it again. Wait, what? Okay, so I drafted Sebastian Janikowski. Oh, yes. (laughs) And then after the draft, what the hell you were talking about? (laughs) After the draft, I dropped Janikowski for James Robinson just to see how it'd go. And I felt. Classic waiver wire pickup. (laughs) People are so mad that I do that. It's just smart. Okay. I digress. You have 63 moves this year. <laughs> the second most is 42, and it's Hollis. Josh, got to bump that up, dude. Six more moves. Come on. Get your numbers Josh, up. Josh, who did you cut J-Rob for? Uh, That's, kick- a f- <laughs> That's a fun question. <laughs> it was a kicker, and it was probably Mason Crosby. Kicks. I don't know. Dicker. Kickers don't matter. Let's just get this out there. Except for Koo, dude. That guy is amazing. Yeah. I have him in my dad's league, and he just crushes. Felipe, do Young you matter? Do you do you like put any value at kickers when you? Yes, Young Way Koo regularly Koo? puts up twenty points a game for me. Yes, it's crazy. He does. Yes, he absolutely well, so matters. When Felipe and I played, yeah, when Felipe and I played, I think we had like almost like a twenty point difference in kick in just kickers. Like he he was plus twenty in that department. And because was Koo like, scored 39 points. Yeah, Koo, Koo says no problem to any no. kick. He's missed one field goal all year. I was, I was on the phone with my dad yesterday, and he brought up Koo, and I was like, I'm going to take a look at his stats right now. Amazing. 
he flashed a questionable for like a hot sec yesterday, I think. Yeah. And I started getting really nervous, but then he flashed back to healthy today. So Dude, I kept him on my I, – I pulled in a new kicker, kept him on the on the bench during his bye. And you have to. Kick. Yeah. He's a weapon. He's an he's absolute – incredible. Yeah, he's a cannon. That would have been a smart guy to cut J-Rob for instead of Mason Crosby. I don't even know he was on the waiver wire. He probably wasn't because I drafted him because I drafted so well. <laughs> you did draft really well. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, you did you did draft pretty well. Sanders, Eckler, yeah. Ridley. Who was your fourth round pick? Uh Deontay Johnson, I think. I actually hated Ugh. my team right after the draft, but I warmed up. <laughs> no, to that, there's no way you picked Deontay that, Johnson. There's no way that was Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, maybe. Okay, that makes more sense. He was yeah. good and now he's terrible. Well, not terrible. No, he got COVID. He he's, was for, well, he's very no, he was, robust. He's been awful for the past like Maybe not one week, but for the past like six weeks, hasn't he been He's bad? boomer bust. He's the tired walking. He's starting to turn it around. He he's tough because he is just such a uh, red zone target monster. But yeah, when when Lamar isn't clicking, it's just it's really tough for him. He hasn't to yeah. clicked too much in the passing game this year. That offense is actually pretty bad. I feel like yeah, yeah. They don't Although have any like receivers. I was looking at something the Athletic wrote the other week, and they were like sixth in their power rankings to win the Super Bowl, which I was pretty surprised by. They have, yeah, they just have such a good defense. Um, we do. Very but, like, if you look at the Chiefs or, like, the Steelers in comparison, that was not even close, I feel like. I think the Chiefs are the proverbial favorite, and it's not even Dude, close. They have the best offense and the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. They do not have yeah, the best defense in the NFL. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Potentially one of. You said the best. I th- well, they're they have the best pass defense in the NFL. Mm. We talked about this last week. You were like, the Chiefs' defense is terrible. I'm like, I think they're really, really good, actually. I never said they're terrible. You yes, like you did out of proportion. No, you, you did. Like the- I will. I will go back at the time. I remember because we texted and you were like, oh shit, I think they're pretty good. And the Bucks are good. Oh no, I misread the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember this? We had a whole thing. All right, if I can pull it up in the three minutes and 56 seconds we have left on the recording time. All right, we'll fill the time. Remember that one time you were like, you didn't mention anything about the kicker draft with Jack Ferguson, and I specifically said, kicker draft, let's get weird. Yes, and then explain the entire kicker draft line for line of how it was going to (laughs) work. I do remember that. Like We gave Jack no instructions. We gave him a lot of instructions. (laughs) Bulleted instructions. Drew, I have a question for you. Do you like Nickelback? There's some there's some chatter in the Instagram chat that none of you are a part of, I don't think, um, because you're actually good people and don't have Instagram. That, Social dilemma. Yeah, that Drew is... Is the, that what yeah. characterizes good people and not good people? The ownership of Instagram? I mean, I'm a degenerate and I suck as a person because I have Instagram, so... Causal. Mm. Yes. Well, I mean, to go to your question, it's like I always say, I, I've never made it as a wise man, and I, I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. So. This is how you. <laughs> Would you rather listen to that song on repeat or Hire by Creed on repeat? Oh, my God. How does that one go? Which one is that? Can you take me? Oh, that song is awesome. I would definitely take that song. Yeah, I would take that song. That's the one that Josh said the video. That's what they played at halftime with the guy on like the trapeze, like thing. Yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) So funny. What? Okay, so if fictitiously, if the punishment was you had to uh, 
you didn't have to do anything for the punishment for the league, but for the draft next year, you had to spend 12 hours of the day with headphones on listening to the same song of the league's choosing for the entire period while we were doing all the stuff. What would we choose? Oh, it probably. I feel like one of those songs that was popular in like 2006, like the, but I'm blue, I'm a diva, I'm a die, like oh, something man. like, you know, like that. that, that yeah. Something just like, that's like really repetitive. So that uh-huh. by the, by the, by one listen, you're like, all right, I've listened. Like, I don't want to hear the song anymore. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, like, Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Echo by R. Kelly. Oh. Well, th- I don't want to be torqued the whole time, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that would be tough. Same be, girl. Hard time to, you know, think and pick fantasy football players and all the bloods in your penis. <laughs> well, it's been fun having that. Felipe on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we actually do have to sign off. Go <laughs> off. Or should we go through another, another 40 minute Zoom? I got nothing to do. I think we're well. What what else we talk about? We're done with the lightning round, aren't we? Yeah, it doesn't mean we can't, you know, just talk to buds. No, I'm going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's fair. Thanks everyone for listening. Follow the podcast on Twitter, mybdtff podcasts, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and ensure episodes go weekly to your phone. Can you roll us out to Echo? Yeah, of course. Do whatever you want. All right. Bye. Thank you, Felipe. <laughs> Peanut butter. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah.
Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Peanut butter.